Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening and welcome to the Psychic Inside Show. My name is Joelle and I am the Vibrarian. I am here to elevate, enlighten, and empower with information that I hope that you find uplifting and helpful for you as you are going along your journey. Every Tuesday evening I'm here on the Vibrary Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio to talk with people about their journey discovering their psychic gifts and abilities. Now, I believe everyone is psychic. You just may not realize it. So every week I bring people on who are sharing from their experiences with the hope and goal that you will hear something that sounds familiar, possibly about your own experience, and that you will be enlarged from what you hear. The line for the show this evening, if you want to call in with a question, is 646 787 and you can just press pound at one and pound key if you want to come on the air to ask a question during the show. And I've also got a chat room here available during this broadcast, so if you would like to pop in there, it's on blogtalkradio.com slash the library. And that is T-H-E-V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y. Now, I am putting together a community of people I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe, and our goal is to uplift each other's energy. I'm asking if you would join me in helping to do this. Join my Facebook page, The Vibrarian, or follow me on Instagram and Twitter. If you see something that you think needs to be passed on and amplified, definitely tag me, put Get Lifted or hashtag Good Vibe Tribe so that I'll see it. I absolutely want to be able to spread those positive messages as far as possible. If you are in Facebook or on YouTube, you can also catch all of these broadcasts that are the interviews on the programming at any time on the replay on the Vibrary YouTube channel, and also iTunes in the podcast directory and Stitcher. So if you're a person who likes to download things and listen in your car, all of the episodes of this show are certainly available for you to access at a different point in time. So this evening, I'm very, very excited about the show. Of course, I say that every week, but that's because every week I truly am really eager to have the conversations with my guests on the show. Tonight is no different, and I wanted to share with you that, if you know, one of my favorite places, you'll hear me talk about this all the time, is the Big Psychic Fair. Uh, Atlanta is a wonderful place for the metaphysical community. We've got several thriving metaphysical stores and also psychic fairs and places. It's kind of more normal here to be having conversations about psychic life than you might find in some places. And I've been going to the big psychic fair for probably 20 years now. And over time, I mean, I'm talking probably five or six years ago, I had an encounter that just really shocked me and left my jaw just hanging in amazement. And that was that I sat down to have my palm read. And my guest this evening, Cassandra Hanna, 
is a palmist and palm reader, and that was who I was sitting across from. And let me tell you, she pulled out this magnifying glass and asked me for my hand. Next thing I know, she was reading everything about my life and how kind of my family dynamic and things that I had already experienced and it was just the casualest thing as she would say, oh, and so blah, 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 and you have blah, blah. And I'm like, what are you seeing all this in these little tiny lines? So I thought it was so fascinating. And since that time, I have sat across her from her on more than one occasion. I have many friends and received the story that is written in their palms. So I'm very excited to welcome you to the Psychic Inside Show this evening, Cassandra Hanna. Thank you. And thank you for the invitation. I, I'm looking forward to talking with you. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, let me tell you, when I see psychics, you know, like even in the time period before there was a, kind of a forward-facing a storefront uh-huh. type of psychic access, you would always see these little signs on a little house by the side of the road that would have a yes. palm on it, and it's a Sister uh-huh. Mary's palm reading the psychic. But it was always kind of this, to my perception, it always seemed kind of like scary or fearful. So I honestly, yes. you know, never thought that I would encounter someone I think one time at Underground Atlanta you know it was kind of more like a entertainment reading I didn't necessarily feel mm-hmm. like the information that was coming out was super valid but your reading was absolutely different how did you even begin to come to looking at the palms as a source of information Well, I think it evolved after getting involved more with metaphysics. Uh, There are many aspects of metaphysics. In fact, when I think of metaphysics, I think of a a large, beautiful tree and with strong Mm. roots, so the trunk is very large, and branches are going in all directions. Mm. And as the tree grows, there are more branches growing. So these branches, in my mindset, represent every aspect of metaphysics, the psychic, the medium, the palmist, the healer, and all the clears, that's clairvoyant, clairaudience, and so on. So that's how I think of it. So it was natural. If I'm in this field, I want to try different things. I'm, Mm -hmm. uh, based on my hand reading, I'm a person who, is interested in many things. It's like you put up a a smorgasbord of delicacies, and I don't want just one. I want to just take a look at what's all there and then sample different ones. So that's it. That's, That's how it started. I'll be honest with you. When I first started in this area, because this is completely different from what I used to do, our palm reading didn't come in up on the register at all. That's something mm. I wasn't mm-hmm. really interested in. But I mm. might say it might be a little hereditary because my father mm-hmm. was a palm reader. But he wasn't doing it after we were born, my siblings and I. But he was very good at it. He was a clairvoyant also. And I don't know if I come up to the level where he was. I'm only saying that simply because 
I never saw him read before, but in talking with people who knew of him, they always said, Mm. oh, father was this. Oh, he was so good, Mr. Hannah, Mm. Uh, so on and so on. So I decided I'm going to give this a try because I I wanted to try astrology and other things. I said, well, I'll give it a try. And I took a course. And by the end Mm -hmm. of the course, I did very well. But after that, I drew a blank. I didn't remember anything. It was like I didn't take it. Yeah, Well, I won't go that far. But I took it, but I didn't feel comfortable enough to call myself a palm reader. So I'm a very competitive partner. Sorry. Uh, I'm a very competitive person, and I like to challenge, challenge myself. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, I was wondering, so the the course that you took, was it specific to palm reading at that point, or was it more it was, of a, okay. a... That's a good question. It was called parapsychology. Always interested okay. in that. I took workshops when I was much younger, just because it was kind of interesting, and I could relate to it in some aspects. But in this course I took, it was a little bit of many things. I Ching, okay. a little mm-hmm. astrology, numerology. And I said, this is something interesting. I'm going to give it a try. So you had to take exams on each one. You had to show that you mastered it to a certain degree where you could at least work with it. All right. Mm-hmm. So everything went very well. All the other things seemed to resonate with me, and I remembered them after the class, after getting the grade and the certificate, except palmistry. And I couldn't understand. Hmm. So I got another Hmm. book, and I read through that carefully, and I said, I think I have it. So I said, I'm going to test myself with someone. So I had a doctor's appointment, and I found myself looking at hands, and I was checking myself, going through the review in my mind, just to make sure I got it. I started blanks again. I wasn't remembering mm-hmm. anything. It was just difficult for me to get. But I hung mm-hmm. in there. I decided to start with one thing. And I said, well, I remember some things about the thumb. And I reminded myself, after all, Cassandra, you're not doing a reading. You're just testing, just to see. And plus to see mm-hmm. where the people were interested So I just happened to say to some of the receptionists, and they were young people too, I said, "Um, may I see your thumb? I'm studying palmistry. (laughs) Oh, my God. The whole hand came out. So I felt, hmm, maybe people are interested in this. So I remembered three basic things to say about the thumb. I said, I'll just tell you a little bit about your thumb. So I told about the thumb, the thumb's length in comparison to the index finger, the location will determine the type of person you are, and then opening the hand to see whether you are a very generous person, you might be a little gullible in your generosity, or you're closer to one who would be more like a Scrooge. So I remembered that. Mm -hmm. So I told this person that I went to see the doctor. I looked at his hand. He's a nice person. He's very open. I did the same with him. He just laughed. But a little fascination was in that laugh, I felt. (laughs) So at the end of that, I came to the girls again, and uh, 
because I had to set up an appointment, and there were two other girls who wanted me to say the same thing. So I said, she's an audience for this, because I didn't think of that when I was taking the course. So I did the same with them. And they said, can you tell me a little more? And they wanted me to read more. Mm -hmm. So that was like Mm -hmm. a stimulation. I've got to get going with this. Mm -hmm. There's an audience for this. So that Mm -hmm. was my start with it, from difficulty to walking slowly, finally getting it. And I stayed with it until I felt comfortable enough. And then I started Mm -hmm. going at it a little bit at a time. Because it's an art form and it's ancient, if you're going to be good at what you do, it's going to take time and it's going to be involve regular practice. You can't just do it and think you have it because there are other things you right. have to tie in. Yeah. So that's right. how I got started. And ever since then, I have enjoyed it so much. Sometimes I'll meet people and I'm fascinated with hands and I see their hands and I say, oh, I have to tell them this. So I just <laughs> talk with them briefly to see if they're a little open. And then I immediately tell what I do and I Oh, the hand comes up. I have not met anybody that would pull their hands in. And people who have uh, strong feelings about anything metaphysical, they're Mm -hmm. not open to it. I see Mm -hmm. them looking at their hands. They don't show me their hand, but they look at their hand and start pointing and trying to figure the lines. And I'm watching. I'm watching. I don't press them because I feel Mm -hmm. people a little open. And there are other ways of telling if a person is open. So I'm kind of enjoying this. Out of all the metaphysical things I'm involved with, I really enjoyed this. Uh, well, how, how long, you know, you use the term parapsychology, which to me is very much kind of like 70s and 80s lingo for metaphysical yes. things. So how long ago were you starting to to be curious and look into studying it then. Oh, okay. Well, then we have to go back to when I was much younger. That's when I first <laughs> came upon this heading. I, I'm from Miami, and uh, there were workshops going on at that time. But before the workshops, that was in my teens, before the workshops, I noticed there was something about me that, the experiences I had, this is before I was age 10, that my siblings did not have. Now, I came from a family that were very open to this because of my father. My mother had, we call them straight dreams, but dreams, uh, it's just a terminology. These are dreams people Mm -hmm. have that the next day they'll find that there's some truth to the dream. They can look for oh. So this is what they yeah. believed in. Their friends, my relatives, many of them were psychics or mediums or involved in something like this. So this was nothing foreign or something you move away from. This is just how we are. That was the atmosphere I grew mm-hmm. up in. But I started experiencing things myself, seeing spirits, uh, waking up to something. I didn't know what it was, but I didn't want it mm-hmm. there. And to the point where I was afraid to go to sleep because I knew mm-hmm. the times the spirits will come in. After midnight, usually around 1230 a.m., at least for me, I can't mm-hmm. speak for others. 
and until about three o'clock. Well, they didn't wait that long, but I, I mm-hmm. tried. It never worked. <laughs> sister sleeping next to me. I would wake up and look at her. She's sound asleep. And this, this, mm-hmm. I'm in the midst of all of this. So I went mm-hmm. through that, and it frightened me because I didn't understand. Many times I'm running out of the bedroom telling my dad there's spirit in the room, and uh, he'd go in the room, stay in the room for the rest of the night because I was not going in there, and I did not. So the mm-hmm. next morning he would say, he didn't say anything. I said, did you see it? He didn't say anything, and I kept prodding him. Mm. Finding there was nothing there. It had already left. He never put me down like, uh, you didn't see anything. Never, no. Mm-hmm. We, it wasn't that it kind okay. of there. So this happened several times. So that's how mm-hmm. I got involved. I wanted some answers, and the best answers I felt would go to people who aren't directly involved with this. Because mm-hmm. with me, I was involved with music and other things like that, never in this. So I went to these workshops, and they were fascinating. I mean, really fascinating. I found I'm really mm-hmm. interested in this. I want to learn more. I remember going to one class. Uh, the lady talked about parapsychology in more detail, uh, explaining many aspects of it. It's a broad heading for metaphysics. Mm-hmm. Metaphysics, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. using that term more now, but parapsychology covers it all. You mm-hmm. can think of it as the umbrella. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So uh, she, after class, uh, I was getting my things ready to leave, and she came up to me. She says, your channel is open. I didn't know what she mm-hmm. was talking about. I never heard that kind of talk before. And I looked at it, mm-hmm. I said, what channel? She says, you need to close it. It's not good to have it open. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. you know what she's talking about. I said, well, what is a channel? She says, see someone that will help you. That's all I got from the lady. So oh. I wondered what she meant. I didn't know. All the while I was a teenager taking workshops, always interested in something, something new. And it wasn't until mm-hmm. I got in my early 20s and I took more courses and I found out what the channel was. And I think mm-hmm. that's one reason why I was seeing all these spirits and all these things mm-hmm. coming in. I could feel their energy. Sometimes I'd feel them and, I, of course, I saw them. So I learned to sit down and that's when it stopped. Fortunately, I didn't get with any of those little terrible entities, the playful ones I called them. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I never had that issue, but anyway, that's how I got involved. Int really interested in it. Now I wasn't interested mm-hmm. in the point of reading for anybody. That never occurred to me to do a reading. I felt, how do you do a reading? And I wasn't going to embarrass myself to say that I was a reader, <laughs> but some mm-hmm. things I need. I need to know. I would. I'd be called and asked about the hurricane that was coming. Is it coming here? Look inside and see if the hurricane is coming. Uh, My friends Mm -hmm. and family knew I could pick up things. And I remember there was Mm -hmm. a big one coming. And whenever they come from Africa, they have a long way to come and to grow and become more powerful. Mm -hmm. Well, we had one called Mm -hmm. Ivan. They called him Ivan the Terrible, and he was. Huge mm-hmm. hurricane, mm-hmm. very strong, over 150 mile per hour wind. So it was coming mm-hmm. here to Florida. So I just sort of went to the atmosphere and I saw how it was moving. 
it came below Florida and then it came straight up, but it came on the the west side of Florida. It didn't touch Florida. Oh, you're talking about a relief for the family. I didn't tell mm-hmm, anybody mm-hmm. else, you know. But right. that was interesting, and it hit me. Maybe I can do this. Plus, I remember mm-hmm. my my brother, my second brother, was staff sergeant in the Air Force, and he was stationed over in Germany. And we expected him to come home in '69. Uh, I think it was not, yeah. I, no, was I might be off in the year, but in the 1900s, mm-hmm. and he was coming home. He had finished his work over there. And uh, my godmother, who lived across the street, who was a psychic, like I said, mm-hmm. family, neighborhood, everybody. Mm-hmm. So she read for my mother, and she says, I see your son is going to surprise you. He's coming home earlier <laughs> than expected. So, uh, and she says, now, don't worry. Everything is happening as it's supposed to happen. And that part didn't make too much sense. So we were just mm-hmm. kind of looking for him, and he was supposed to come home, as far as we knew, in May. And one morning in February, I'll never forget, I was preparing to go to work, and I hear my dad say, no, not my son. And my mother was crying, mm-hmm. and there was a gentleman oh. for the armed forces who comes and tell you that your son is dead. Oh. He was a, so that was very oh. shocking. Okay, so we managed mm-hmm. to get through that. We had to make preparations for the funeral. And my brother came to him, and he said, are you afraid? I said, no, I'm not afraid. I was scared to death, of course. So mm-hmm. uh, one morning when they were shipping his body here from Delaware, Dover, Delaware, that's where they send the bodies first, and mm-hmm. then they ship to the home. I woke up, and my brother woke me up, the one who had passed, and said, tell Mama and Dad, he's, they've got to check things before 3 o'clock. Remember, 3 o'clock, that would be 3 o'clock in the afternoon, check, things aren't mm-hmm. going well. So I told mm-hmm. my dad, and he believed me because, you know, I was saying things and they mm-hmm. would come out okay. And there was another funeral home that was claiming his body. People do things like that. And if my dad hadn't called at three, it would have been nothing he could have done about it because they were ready to ship him. So that was was Mm -hmm. another thing for me to say, well, you could do this. Mm -hmm. But I had concerts to get rid of. Sorry, not get rid of <laughs> to, finish up, to finish up. To get out of your system. <laughs> and I can't have time So uh, mm-hmm. anyway, um, I wasn't thinking about getting into it. I just continued what I was doing and enjoying that, looking for more. But toward the 90s, early 90s, well, actually it was in the 80s, uh, I said, I feel I need to be doing something else. I don't know what it is, but I feel there's more I'm supposed to do. And that was the beginning mm-hmm. of me changing fields and going into okay. where I am now. So that's how I did it. Mm-hmm. I think it's so, so interesting it. because, A, you were in a fostering and 
environment, uh, which what I hear over and over again in people's stories, it alleviates so much of the pain and the scary trauma that happens in childhood when you are channeling or seeing spirit and no one is believing you. So the fact that you had like an extensive community where this was commonplace had to have Mm -hmm. been so positive for your outcome and embracing everything that was coming on because I imagine if I told my parents something like I'm fairly new into the psychic life, you know, and so there are challenges in terms of conversations. But when you do have that foretelling, that kind of begins to make people take note differently and yourself to take note differently as well. Yeah, I I I agree with you. It depends Mm -hmm. on uh, the environment that you come from. That doesn't say you can't do this. It just says that maybe mm-hmm. that's not the way you're going to get into it. You have to do other things right. first. And then when you are able to stand on your own two feet, make your own decisions, and be comfortable and feel strong, you could do it. If there mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. desire to do this, you will do it. It's not that right. you have to start completely from scratch because we're all born with the gift. We all mm-hmm. are psychic, or if you prefer the Absolutely. word intuitive, we all born with mm-hmm. that. That's a natural gift. Mm-hmm. Some people, I reckon it, uh, I may compare it to like a person studying the piano. Everybody can learn. Mm-hmm. Piano is an easy instrument to learn. It's just the mastering of it that's the difficulty. So you have people right. who have the gift, who want to learn, and they will learn, but to what degree? Maybe they want to right. see the dead, talk with the dead, but that's not their calling. Mm-hmm. Maybe their calling mm-hmm. is more toward uh, hearing spirits speak. That would be clairvoyance. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they can see clairvoyance. They can see. Maybe mm-hmm. they do both. Or perhaps they feel energy. If someone is sick mm-hmm. and they're around, they sense it and they can feel that energy. They become mm-hmm. impact. That's clear sentience. So we have a term for mm-hmm. all of these things because people feel that they, are, they have, uh, humans have only five senses. Actually, we have the sixth sense. That's mm-hmm. the intuitive sense. And I tell you this mm-hmm. from my experience. If you're destined to get into this area, I mean, take it seriously, do it professionally, or accept that Mm -hmm. you have a gift and you have a calling. You have to do it. You'll feel this strongly if it's for you. Mm, It will come out of the closet in spite of you. It's like you have this special gift and it's sitting on a Mm -hmm. shelf in this closet. The door is locked. You forgot about it because you know this when you first come into the world. But since you're in a different body, because we're all spirit, when you come in, you come Mm -hmm. into this body, that's the only way we can live here on this planet. We have to be in this body, this flesh and blood. You forget about mm-hmm. who you really are. And uh, But if your destiny says you're supposed to do this work, I'm telling you that closet door will unlock itself mm-hmm. and the gifts will come out. Mm-hmm. And you'll see things differently. It doesn't mean you I have saved. In fact, with, I can only speak for myself. 
I was brought up in the church. My father was a lay minister. He was mm-hmm. the choir director. I was the organist. I started playing at age 12, and I continued on to 202 was when I gave my letter of resignation from playing for a church. I was very much involved with the church. So it's not that you you would have to give up your faith. It just you feel so much closer to God, whether you call him pure consciousness or say the universe. It's the same. You really feel it. It's a genuine feel. So you're not gonna move away, you're not shutting down. So If people have the gift and they're fearful of, oh, I can't do this anymore, no, that's not what the gift is all about. Mm -hmm. The gift Mm -hmm. simply means we are here to help humanity. We are here to give service to humanity, whether it's through counseling, whether it's through healing, whether it's through laying on of hands, whatever it is. The gift Mm -hmm. will lead you in the right direction. The point is, as you get older, don't even waste your time in trying to shut it off. Because when it's, <laughs> it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. So just Absolutely. enjoy your life and let things flow. Let it flow. I firmly, <laughs> I firmly believe also that there is no mistake in life. Everything happens yep. in perfect order. We just don't understand why it's happening like this. We tend to see the result of it happening or the end result later. But universe knows. It's so interesting because you talk about the desire. And absolutely for me, one of the universal principles is that if there is a seed of something inside of you, you may desire to be a mother. You may desire, you know, like that is in you for a reason. It's not something that we're to rationalize away or explain away. If you're meant to play an instrument, you know, if you don't have a piano but you're meant to be musical, then you will find yourself in uh, the mall with the player piano that's sitting in the courtyard plinking around. You'll find yourself around a keyboard piddling around. If you're basket, you know, Michael Jordan couldn't stay away from playing basketball because in his mm-hmm. deepest desire and joy was really his love of the game. And there's so yes. many gifts that may not be classified as, okay, psychic. But if you're a bean counter, mm-hmm. say you're an accountant and you really love to straighten money out for people, you are still mm-hmm. serving humanity yeah. by being the accountant that you desire to be. And you should That's absolutely right. pursue that, regardless of the mm-hmm. title of what it is, whether it's a yes. woo-woo profession, as people say, that's uh, unexplainable <laughs> or there's no one else with that job mm-hmm. title. The job title doesn't appear in the HR handbook. It doesn't matter. There will be a may way for you to exist in the natural gifts that spirit endowed you with when you came onto this planet. Yeah, that's, that's true. the beautiful part and to me. Yes, and the spirit is always hinting or touching us, trying to help us alone. If we, if there's something we're interested in and you are passionate about that something, that says that's what you're supposed to do. So go for it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about how I'm mm-hmm. going to do this. Ha, 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 ha. 
things tend to fall <laughs> right in place to help you. You'd be surprised, surprised about the mm-hmm. invisible universe that lives around us, that's always trying to help us. So just let go and just do it. Be happy. And if, if passion is very important. If you're doing something you're not too excited about and you, mm-hmm. you need to leave it but you haven't left, I tell you, those spirits are bold enough to make things uncomfortable for you there. So you say, well, I'm leaving. This is it. Mm-hmm. You were destined mm-hmm. to leave. We're supposed to be mm-hmm. happy and enjoy ourselves and what we're doing. So if you find yourself in a situation where you're not happy, that's not for you. Find what you're interested mm-hmm. in. Find what you love. Mm-hmm. Find what you're passionate about. That's what you're supposed to be doing. And some of us mm-hmm. late bloomers, we see this <laughs> later in life because there are other things we have to learn. It's like we're all going to mm-hmm. school here. There's certain assignments we have and many times we don't like the assignment, we don't like the teacher, we don't like the schoolroom. That's not important. Learn what you can, get your degree, get out, move on. And move on. That's move on. Yes, you have to. You have to. And that, maybe that means a little more maturity is needed, a little more growth, a little more learning before mm-hmm. you're ready to move on. But you will get to a point where there's something that you – had been thinking about, and you put on the back burner, but you can't stop thinking about it. And that means mm-hmm. maybe it's time to just give it another look and see if explore. your passion is there. Yes, 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 yes. Don't be yes. afraid to explore. That's one of the things that we are a little afraid of, the unknown. We're too worried how it's going to yes. happen. It's not, it's not for me. I've never done anything like this. But it stays in your head. You can't stop thinking about it. That happens to everybody. That means just uh, take a deep breath and dive in. (laughs) Go for it. You have to. You have to. Otherwise, you can stay where you are, and then you'll find you're a little miserable, and then the misery gets Mm -hmm. even more, Mm -hmm. and you can't take it anymore. You come up through that feeling. We all go through that periodically. Yes. But for happiness, you really should be involved with things that you love, things you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And it will always pay yeah. off. So things that make the heart sing. Yes. Now, that's so one important. of the things that people one of the things that people are so fearful, uh, to be honest with you, is mostly because there's been a religious or moral teaching that occurred at a young age that says that these things are forbidden or they would Mm -hmm. compromise your salvation. And I think it's interesting that you said, you know, your father was a lay minister and you were a church musician. And in many Uh churches there's a prophetic telling by the ministers or the prophetess. It's part of that particular faith practice. But I think most Mm -hmm. of the mainstream uh, Protestant type things don't necessarily have a place for psychic gifts in general. It's like only certain uh-huh. people are kind of considered permitted to have that psychic yeah. gift. But when you yeah. look back at like your time as a church musician, do you have an awareness of actually using your clairsentience as part of your music ministry? 
I always did. And I didn't realize I was until later on. I always did. I got my inspiration. I knew it was something about playing a pipe organ. It mm-hmm. would get to me. I didn't, think, I didn't associate that with metaphysics or parapsychology at all, even though I was kind mm-hmm. of immersed in it. Uh, but I noticed I would get to the organ and I'd get so involved with the music, and my eyes were closed, and something else was playing. I mean, my mm-hmm. fingers were there, but I felt very strongly there's an entity there. There's a spirit there. I didn't know what it was, but it was something else doing the playing. And uh, I wasn't afraid. I was just, it's like you just sit up and watch something happen and can't believe it, but it's happening. <laughs> well, that happened several times. So that also pushed me more into this field. But I um, I had experiences, and I would see, I, I was the organist at an Episcopal church, and uh, mm-hmm. very traditional, but it was very, mm-hmm. it's Anglican, something oh. like the Church mm-hmm. of England. So high church, high church. High church, right? yes, high church. Mm-hmm. And with one poor mm-hmm. musician that's in charge of everything, <laughs> I could be a little tough, but anyway, I loved it. And when the acolytes, especially on the higher services like Easter celebration mm-hmm. or Christmas, and they're walking around with the cross and the minister and the choirs and all, mm-hmm. I could see angels. It's like they were angels moving, oh. and I felt so spiritually high. It's mm-hmm. hard to describe, but it was such a beautiful, beautiful experience. I would see mm-hmm. that, and that's when I felt so close to God, really. Mm-hmm. So I did have those a lot of interesting experiences as organist, and I just yes. had to be there. I That held me there. Uh, it couldn't have been the salary, because salary was you know, <laughs> right. kind of low. That it's wasn't service. It's service. It was just there. <laughs> Plus, the whole family was there, and when it was time to take a break, I could laugh about it. My dad would say, well, you know, you can't take your vacation, because I'd be off for a month in August. Well, you can't take your vacation this month. And I said, why? This is my month to go. Well, this person is sick, and, you know, they may pass away, and you have to be here to play the organ for the funeral. (laughs) So I... I can laugh about it mm-hmm. now, but I didn't laugh then. Uh, I would, wouldn't would go anywhere, but I'd be away. I wasn't there for Sundays, but I was like there on standby. I was on call. And if someone mm-hmm. did pass away, I would come right there. So that was me and for so many services because I didn't have an assistant. Mm-hmm. And that I had to prepare everything. But I must give it a little credit because since I am a musician, I was inspired to do desk hands on several of the hymns. That's the added soprano mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also mm-hmm. uh, have little small groups singing. And I did the arrangements for the piece they did, uh, some okay. famous classical things or spirituals or something. I always came up with mm-hmm. something to try to make the service a little more spiritual feeling, and which mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I just felt inspired. And with me, once a melody came out, 
here comes another one. It was like a faucet. Mm-hmm. I couldn't shut it off. Mm-hmm. And I think many musicians will tell you that when the ideas come, they just continue to flow. So I got my inspiration there. I got plenty of inspiration. I never saw myself doing anything else, just being the church musician or playing the mm-hmm. piano, doing concerts, and so mm-hmm. on and so on. That was my life, very devoted, very devoted. Yes. And I have no regrets. That's what I was destined to do for that time. But mm-hmm. everything has an ending. Once I mm-hmm. left, I just felt it was time. I, I, I needed to do something else. That's when I got that urge to, uh, I'm, I, there's something more I need to do. I couldn't put my finger on it. I didn't know what it was. But that feeling came stronger. And uh, yes. my mother had rest, And I said, well, those no, there's no need to stay here anymore. Plus, I had had enough with the hurricanes. Now, that was a oh. horrible thing that happened in uh, the weather, yeah. horrible in Alabama a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah. And I mm-hmm. understand. I really understand because it's shocking to think that that much wind was on the ground for an hour yes. and some minutes with a hurricane. Yes. They're not yes. that kind. They tend no. to come in the evening time. So all through the yes. evening, you've got this pounding, heavy pounding. You hear windows cracking. It's dark. And it's just a frightening experience because, like, it never ends. It may start around 12, mm-hmm. and when does it stop? The next day. So you're constantly mm-hmm. bombarded. And so Floyd is known for that. Uh, well, so, but I said, I grew up with these hurricanes and they're getting stronger and stronger. So I think it's time for me to leave. That did it. I just decided and you, to leave. You flew a and little bit north that, from Florida to Georgia. Yeah, it's just, yeah. I, well, I checked it out carefully. Mm-hmm. I looked at uh, <laughs> the latitude and the longitude to see how far. <laughs> In, I have to be <laughs> to be away from the ocean. I check that. And I check the elevation too, mm-hmm. because Florida mm-hmm. is uh, so much at the ocean. I mean, it's not land that's high above. It's almost level with the ocean, maybe a right. above or something like that. So they're having their problems with water now coming in. It's a lot of flooding. It wasn't there when I was there, but. That's how it is. So I'm, this is more comfortable, and uh, I mm-hmm. had retired from what I had been doing. I had reached a point in the music where I think I've done all I'm destined to do. So let me move into mm-hmm. something else. So that's when I came here, and I immediately started taking more courses here and uh, getting into the palmistry. So that's how you... I got involved and mm-hmm. that's it didn't start until I got here full full force. I did it in Miami, but not taking it professionally seriously mm-hmm. uh, just uh, doing what I could other than that so. one of well, one of the things that you mentioned is a um you use the example of uh you know 
metaphysics or parapsychology being this tree with many branches and parts mm-hmm. that kind of branch, uh, splinter off from each other. When you were talking about, I thought that is really what is on the hand, you know, is these little <laughs> branches of things that are displayed that kind of show yeah. the journey yeah. and the story. So, the basic uh, concept of then reading the poem is that the position of the physical body as expressed through the hands talks to the experiences and possibilities that um, are kind of revealed then in your flesh. <laughs> is that an adequate way to describe you why describe palms it. are red? Yeah. Okay. Well, first off, <laughs> We're talking about a palm reading that's an ancient art form. It was a highly respected form, Mm -hmm. and the form was to hand analyze, analyze the hand. And the word reading associated with palms, the palms, didn't come until uh, the Catholic Church got involved with this Mm -hmm. because people Mm -hmm. who did palms or any kind of psychic work were considered charlatans and then not to mm-hmm. be believed. And everybody mm-hmm. followed the church guidelines. So palmistry mm-hmm. and the other metaphysical things sort of went underground. Thanks yes. to the uh, gypsies, they continued doing mm-hmm. it because they were doing it before and they just continued with them. And it was referred to more as palm reading. It's not to take okay. away from it because you are reading the palms. And mm-hmm. that stayed underground for several years. And it wasn't until I think it was the around 1600, they call that area the Renaissance, the new rebirth mm-hmm. of interest in, interest in many things, when palmistry came from the undergrounds to up and everybody was hearing about it more because the philosophers use this in their analysis. Even some doctors historically use mm-hmm. this in helping their patients. So it's a, it's a form that's respected. And mm-hmm. great interest came here in the latter part of 1800s, the 1800s, mm-hmm. when interest really grew. And it's 20th century it really took off uh, in the last 50 years. So, yes, mm-hmm. we are reading the lines and the um, branches. We do have a term for the branch, but I think you are referring to those little lines. They're referred to as minor lines. You have the big lines okay. in the hand, the major lines, the lines that everybody has. Everybody has three big lines in their hand. So that's okay. one is the one that's closest to the thumb, and there's mm-hmm. one that's closest to the fingers, and then there's one in the middle. And they mm-hmm. all be How do we tell the meaning? What shape are they in? Are they in? I mean, is it a sturdy line? Is it a weak-looking line? Is the line mm-hmm. broken up? All of these tells the person who has the hand what shape they're in, what's going on in their life. And another thing, mm-hmm. what 
direction the line is going in. That's very important. Now, for example, I'll talk about the headline, if I can, the one that's yes. closest mm-hmm. to the thumb. That's the headline. But another okay. term for it is the vitality energy line. A lot of people think that if their headline, if that line is short, oh, that means I'm going to die. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't tell you anything about you're going to die. I mean, we're all going to pass away eventually one time. But no, that line is just simply saying that your vice, you don't have the energy to keep going, keep going. You have to stop, uh, breathe a little bit, get build your energy level up again, and then continue. Think of it like a person that's walking or running, and maybe they have a friend mm-hmm. with them. I don't know. But they're running. They want to run city to city blocks. And mm-hmm. the second one is running, and they go toward the second one. You, who has this short headline, I'm sorry, short lifeline, you can run mm-hmm. maybe one block and a, just a small portion of the second block, and you have to stop and bend over and breathe. You don't have the energy to keep going on that one run. You just do that. That's my line. You build your energy up, and then you can go. So people should never feel that line is going to tell, no, it does not. It's just telling you the kind of energy you have. And suppose you do have an unbroken line. What shape is your line in? What is the quality of your line? Is it broken up? Do you have little blocks on it, hmm, that's not so good. So we like to see Mm. if a person is taking care of themselves, keeping themselves in balance. That simply means are you eating correctly? Do you eat too much fast food? Uh, Are you getting plenty of rest, enough rest? And are you moving your body? So if you stay in balance, then that line should be looking firm, clear, not broken, does not have any attachments to it, then that looks good. If it seems to Mm -hmm. go all around your thumb and we find that some people do not have, have it going around the thumb, but if it does, this means, and assuming that the quality is good, that means you're going to be here for a long time. So I use the ash mm-hmm. people. Uh, people in your family that live a long time, and sometimes mm-hmm. they'll say, uh, yes, I have someone who's in their 90s. I say, well, you're going to make that too. But maybe there's a gap in the line. And I say, just watch that. Mm-hmm. You might have a little breakdown in your health here. But then I'll look inside mm-hmm. the line because we do have help. Sometimes we think of it as uh, sister lines, angel lines, or ancestral mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. I, I think of it as uh, another piece of equipment that's going to kick in and pick up the slack wherein mm-hmm. your line has a gap there. Support lines, they're all support lines. So you may have that. And most of us do have support lines. So, yes, you have help, and you're not going to die. You're in good shape. Mm-hmm. You take care of your body. Mm-hmm. It's showing your hands. If you have thoughts of doing something, that's going to show in your hands. If you change your mind, okay. 
that'll show in your hand. Suppose you have a palm reading today, and next month mm-hmm. you happen to pass by a palm reader and they look at your palms. You may hear something a little different. That's because okay. your mind is changing. You're doing something else. So things are not written in stone as far as changes are okay. concerned. The, the line won't move from there. It's just the quality that may change or the direction the line is going in may change. So uh, That's interesting that's, because you think about fingerprints. They say your fingerprint is the thing that is so unique it never changes the world pattern yes. on that. But from what you're saying in the palm that things can be more prominent or receded depending on – What's happened? I think one thing you mentioned to me was like there was a particular line that normally presents within a couple weeks of you meeting a potential uh, soulmate or love partner. But you're like you have to kind of like be paying attention to it if you're going to catch it, you know. So I'll say something about that. It's a mutable thing in the hand. Yes. Yes. Now I want, but I want to first go back to what you were saying about the uh, uh, print. That does not Mm -hmm. change. A palm reader reads the same latent prints that law enforcement reads. That will never change because the palm, unless somebody just cuts your palms, Mm -hmm. but they have a tendency to kind of grow unless they've really destroyed your palm. The best thing is to Mm -hmm. cut the fingers off and we don't see it. But you do Mm -hmm. have prints in the palm of your hand. So that won't change. Unless the hand is removed. Oh, okay. So there are things that are oh, okay. permanent there. Now, we can't tell where the person is, like the police. They have uh, equipment and known all over the world. They, these fingerprints can be checked. What the palmist does mm-hmm. is examine those prints and tell the kind of person you are, how well you work with others, if you have a tendency toward doing bad things, if you have a mm-hmm. tendency toward having mental problems, it goes at mm-hmm. it more specifically as opposed to identifying these fingerprints belonging to this John Doe or this Mary Jane, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. now, uh, I'm sorry, I was talking so much I almost forgot your next question was in <laughs> reference to well, the line. Can you tell me like they they kind of the line like one line you were saying it only kind of appears oh, yes, like right yes, before yes, a particular yes, event. It. So there's changing. I okay. I got it. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of people, at least the ladies, and because this can happen to a man's hand also, are interested in that true love. This line has reference to your soulmate or your true love, the person that's mm-hmm. supposed to be for you, no cheating, serious stuff, you'll find mm-hmm. that that comes through the end, from the inside of the headline. It's not going to be a long line. It'll be from the inside, and it comes out and heads toward the direction, even though it doesn't get there, to the top line, the line that okay. the fingers. Okay, that's okay. your heart line. Okay, mm-hmm. it's like pointing there. The inside of your lifeline, that's where your thumb ball is, 
that fleshy part, mm-hmm. that Venus. We have these Greek names that we mm-hmm. label portions of the palm. That's Venus. God is love. Anything love, anything passionate, mm-hmm. that is the center. This is simply saying that Venus is sending a message to your heart from her heart that someone is coming. Now, mm. when that sign appears, it can just pop up when it's time. When it appears, it mm. will last for two weeks and then disappear. Now, mm. the question is, where do I go to meet this person? You don't go anywhere. It's like mm-hmm. the format is laid out for you. Mm-hmm. It could be through a phone call. It could be through meeting somebody in traffic. It will work. It does work. It does. Mm -hmm. So it'll disappear. Now, with the other person, it will appear in their hand also. I Mm. uh, analyze it this way. Since we are spirit and we take life over and over again, we Mm -hmm. knew this love that's coming into our life from a previous lifetime. When we are in our normal, our real form, in spirit form, an agreement is made that we will find each other. Uh, I will find mm-hmm. you, and we will find each other. You may look totally different, but the energy is there. And there are no mm-hmm. walls separating anyone mm-hmm. from energy. So the energy will find the person They will come together, and it will be a lasting relationship. Hmm. Once you have met, you may not realize it, but you'll notice that it's something about the person. You can't put your finger on it, but you can't get that person out of your mind. You'll notice a difference with your attitude with that person once you meet the person. Mm-hmm. So it work. All I can tell you is it works, and <laughs> I generally tell everybody I read for, especially if they're asking if there's someone coming in the life, and I have to be honest. Maybe there's no one coming at that time, mm-hmm. but someone always comes. Right. I have to go the intuitive right. route and check the calendars and see whether someone is coming soon this year or this month and so on, or is mm-hmm. anybody coming? But this one in the hand mm-hmm. is foolproof. It's foolproof. So all I say is everybody needs love because we are sort of the essence <laughs> of love. We just forgot it. Yes. In the true form, we know it, but we kind of forgot it. But fortunately, all the light workers and the metaphysical people are saying the awareness is rising for all human beings, and Absolutely. I believe that too. So we will start <laughs> to feel this rush of love, in spite of anything that's happening in the world, we will we'll still feel that way. So I just hope yes. everyone who's looking, uh, that that line will pop up. You can't wish it in. You can't pray it in. You just right. have to <laughs> let Venus do her work. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's usually a surprise when you see it, because you're not looking for it. You just happen to look at your palm one day, and there's the line. Oh yeah, you know I'm like I'm like do I need this? I need to take a picture of my hand and scan it over and send it to you. (laughs) 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 And I want to say it could be in the left hand or the right hand. 
Now, uh, I was just getting ready to approach that. I wanted to approach that because one of the things you share at the beginning of your readings is you really do explain what it is you're seeing in a very informative way. And the first thing you were saying is, uh, uh, after the sum assessment, which was quite interesting as well, was that the non-dominant hand that you don't write with is like kind of like, I think you said the hand you can, the energy, what you came in with in terms of energy and potential. Uh And then your, your dominant hand then is what you're doing with what you came in with. So it's two different. Yeah. Okay. Hand of choice. Okay. I call it my word. Another palm reader may have a different terminology, but I see it this way. Your left hand, the hand that you do not write with, and if you're a person that's ambidextrous and you use both hands, well, then you just mm-hmm. uh, tell them to close both fists. I think of many ways. Pick up the pen and mm-hmm. write. The one that they use mm-hmm. to pick up, that's the more dominant of the two. Okay? okay? Now, with your left hand, I see that as a blueprint, whatever's in the hand, a blueprint of your life in this lifetime, all the potential things that will happen. When do you start work? When do you retire? Is there marriage coming in? What year is it coming in? Are you intuitive? Are you destined Mm -hmm. to be a healer? Will you have issues with your father? Will you have Mm. your mother be the dominant person? Are you going to be so independent that your parents didn't know what to do with you? All of those things mm. come in. Are you destined to have anxiety in your life? Will stress bother you? And mm. do you have a temper? Those are some of the things. <laughs> and then yes. go to the right hand and see what you did about it because we do have choices. You cannot get rid of these big lines like the one I was talking about mm-hmm. that's closest to the thumb. The top line was your heart line. The one in the middle was your head line. You can't remove them, but you can mm-hmm. change the direction they're going. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to do something else mentally in addition to what you're destined to do. Then we'll have another headline, or we can have like a fork in it. There are many ways Mm. of choosing. Suppose you're supposed to have a very sad life growing up. You're supposed to experience what life is like for a young person. Tears, a little abuse, unfortunately, but sometimes Mm -hmm. that's there, and you decide you don't want to go through that. Or you know that you may have to go through it a little more in the next lifetime. So I have seen it where it is much more severe. So they Mm. don't go through that again. That's over. But there's a plus mm-hmm. side to anything you go through that's difficult. You're usually given the gift of healing. You're given a gift so mm-hmm. that you can help other people who may go through this. So mm-hmm. you've got gifts in your hand, plus they give you a little more. Maybe you're destined to catch the lotto. There's a sign for that. Maybe you're destined to have mm-hmm. one throughout your life. It may not be lotto all the time, but it's a different kind of luck. Like if you're running short on money and uh, you don't have it, sometimes it always pops up. That's that gift mm. you're giving you. That's a lucky period. And maybe you'll just have some more luck. So then we see another sign for that. You have many signs that 
come in and then they go. If you're destined to be a teacher, you're going to see a sign that says, teacher. It won't mm-hmm. be a word. Mm-hmm. It'll be a symbol right. that means teacher. And uh, mm-hmm. maybe you are inclined to be sick. Then you're going to see some, and you're not destined to be sick too long. Uh, that's in the hand, too, by little symbols on that particular line. Mm-hmm. And uh, that says, yes, you're going to be sick, but you're going to be okay, and you're going to come out of it. So that's that's about it. And what about people who um, they have a relationship with someone, and for some reason they don't, they could be married, or they just could be very close, and don't mm-hmm. get along, and but they can't bring themselves to walk away completely. It's usually mm-hmm. a relationship from someone you knew from a previous mm-hmm. lifetime. So yes. depending on how yes. that, where that line starts, it's very obvious mm-hmm. to tell the person that, well, you knew this person a, a previous lifetime. Oh, okay. some business we will have to stray out. It's like uh, living together a little differently. You may have been a cousin to that person. You may have been just a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. may have been just a friend. Never did get along. Some things you have to work out. Because as we move mm. on this wheel, we have to remove all these little mm-hmm. issues. So we go on the straight road where we immersed in love and we are back to yes. our true self. Yes. So that's how yes. that works. Uh, There's so much to be said about palmistry. Even in that part below the thumb ball, below, below the uh, thumb, that's telling you, whether you are a person who is more prone toward, mm, maybe you're sensitive, maybe you're just a Mm -hmm. fragile type of person, you can't stand noise, Uh, you don't like conflict of any kind, Mm -hmm. it'll show there the kind of palm you have. Uh, Sorry, I say palm, I mean the uh, thumb ball. Or maybe you're Mm -hmm. a person who likes working outside, and you don't mind getting your hands rough and rugged looking. That's more for men now. Uh, and your hands mm-hmm. are abrasive, and maybe you may get a cut. You might even feel it. And that will mm-hmm. show in the hand. And, uh, well, there are what? all kinds of things there. I'm sorry. Well, one thing that – well, I say I, get, I giggle all the time with a good friend of mine who had a reading from you because – when you looked at her thumb ball, you said, oh, do you have a temper? <laughs> because uh, it's like uh, she would always talk about her hands would get hot when she would be upset with something, and she's just like, oh, my hands are so hot. I feel, you know, and then you're telling her, well, yeah, you're going to have a pent-up of energy that you need to release when you're upset about something. So since oh, yes. this was like four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, this was four years ago. So since then. How is she now? Yeah. Well, no, we, we laugh about it. She uses it as a meter, you know, oh, to see, okay, am I, you know, is my thumb, she'll look down at it, like especially if we're talking about something that she, she'll look down and it's just, oh, you know. So it's kind of been like a weather vein since that time, rather funny. <laughs> you know, it's like, watch oh, your thumb, girl, oh. watch your thumb. <laughs> well, it sounds it's like the like fleshy had... part kind of. Yes. I'll what? just. I'll just mm-hmm. say this. We could tell uh, whether a person has a temper or anger because right between the thumb 
and uh, the index finger, when you're going toward the thumb, there's that little loop part. That's the aggressive part of the of a human hand. Okay, if you mm-hmm. have a line that's coming right through that little hump there, that's called the warrior sword. If it's well defined, mm-hmm. wow, you do have a strong temper. And people mm-hmm. that have tempers. They will blow up, not every day. It's like they keep things in, and that inside becomes so full, that's when (laughs) the hands become hot. In fact, actually, the hands do swell. And they don't, it just comes out, and they can't stop it. It's like a faucet. They have Mm -hmm. to let it out. Mm -hmm. And yes, I have told them, and I'll keep telling everyone, that when that happens, don't try to hold it in. Let it out. Just don't mm-hmm. do it in a place of worship in a, or in a court. You know, you've got to use your head <laughs> a little bit. So right. um, when this happens, let it out. Why? Because, you know, I was talking about that lifeline, which is close to the thumb. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. That's your passion area. So that line is curving down towards that, and that swells up. And if that energy, Mm. because it's nothing but pent-up energy, if that energy Mm -hmm. does not have a way to come out, like a pressure Mm. from a pressure cooker, then you will find your lifeline becomes disrupted Mm. and Mm -hmm. may separate Mm -hmm. a little bit. And this may Mm. lead to sickness. So Mm -hmm. it's not worth it to get sick, your health to be infected, affected rather, simply because you got angry. So yes, Mm. let it out and do a good job of it because you'll feel better. Your body will feel better because that's pent-up emotions. We're not Mm -hmm. meant to keep all of that energy inside. That should go. But if you're going to retain all of that anger, that's not good in the first place. When you're angry about something, express yourself. Don't keep it pent up. Mm -hmm. But if you do, you have to just blow steam. So I say to everybody else who happens to be around, just remove yourself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. sit there and take it. Because the the anger usually is not toward anyone in particular. It's usually at yourself. It's at yourself Mm. for allowing yourself to take in all of this energy. It's not your energy, but you're taking it in. So Mm. that's how that works. So, yes. And so uh, I told these people I read for, millions of people have the same thing, the warrior sword. Mm -hmm. Or they have anger, but not to that degree. If you have no line in between here, that means, uh, yeah. You, you get angry, but mm-hmm. you don't have a big-time temper. No, that doesn't happen. No. So that's how that it's is. It's just so, it's, it's amazing because, like, our physical fleshly body, it really does speak to us on a constant basis. And we've learned yes. to look at certain things as normal. Like, I can feel my heart 
pitter-pattering or if my I can feel the blood pulsing in my veins or I feel myself starting mm-hmm. to get a cold, um, you mm-hmm. know, but things such, and people who have arthritis, I'll tell you, well, I know when it's about to rain, you know, when the pressure's changing, but there's yes, such yes. a more depthful layer of information when you really do tune into all the messages that uh, are being sent from within yourself, be it heat, That's coolness, yeah. swelling, contraction, fluttering, mm-hmm. sweating, pulsing, uh, you know, all of this is written in our flesh, you know, so yes, I think it's yes. just fascinating. It is. We're always getting messages from the body. And one thing that comes mm-hmm. to mind, I know better. I, I just love to, I love nuts, peanuts. And we don't get along too well. <laughs> My stomach does not like the penis because I get that mm. bubbly sound. I get a little ache or a little mm-hmm. pain. But then I, when it goes away, I say, okay, body, I'm going to give you a rest. I'm not going to bother you. <laughs> and then I get the urge. I'll do it again. It's the same problem. And mm-hmm. sometimes certain foods bother you. Your body always lets you know that they don't mm-hmm. like that. Maybe you did it when you were younger, and everything was new. Uh, It could handle it. It wasn't used to all this stuff. But after a while, you just can't do the same things because it will affect you. You'll start to feel it more. We're always getting messages. Sometimes we don't want to listen to them. But we'll get to a point (laughs) where we have no choice. So it's either being realistic about this or... Suffering the cold because that's the reaction. Every action has a reaction, and that goes with anything you put in your body. Anything you mm-hmm. put on your body that hurts, you know, that's your body saying, "No, I don't like that." Just, just try not to do right. it. Do something else, and you can. We have choices. Yeah, right. but the hand is a record well, of everything. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I say the skin is the largest organ of the body. So here you are yes. in the area of yes, the skin that has a story to tell. It's also the yes. way that we are interacting with the world. We touch things. We pick things up. We touch other people. I mean, it's so yes. essential that we're sensing things with our hands. I mean, that's the first thing that people do to reach out to comfort somebody is place their hand on their shoulder or to place their yes. hand in the hand of a, a baby. You know, it's like there's mm-hmm. something so mm-hmm. essential about that portion yes. of ourselves encountering uh-huh. our world sensory-wise. Yes. It stands to reason that it would be telling such a story from that, you know, as well, the internal story being presented through the hands. Yeah. And we all all have intuition. And our intuition talks to us to give us the urge, the desire to put our hand on a person to console them, to hold a baby, all of these things. Give somebody a hug. It's something within us that have us doing that. It is our natural intuition which says love is needed at this point. And then we just automatically mm-hmm. do it. We don't think about it. It's just mm-hmm. We just do it. It seems to be the thing to do. So we do respond right. that way. And that's very good. I don't see that ever changing. I really don't. Because we are mm-hmm. naturally made to console each other in spite yes. of 
maybe some things the person said to us before, but when a person is in need, really need, because that could happen to any one of us, we tend to mm-hmm. come to that person and offer some type of condolence, some type of help, and again, hugs. You can't beat hugs. Hugs are so important. It's like getting closer to that natural love, that feeling, that passion that Mm -hmm. we all have. And sometimes we forget we have. But it's not going away. It's there. It's there. So, yes, our body is always talking to us. Spirit's always Mm -hmm. talking to us. Uh, I know the organs in the body are talking to us. Because if we mm-hmm. uh, uh, put on too much in the front where those organs are, they don't like mm-hmm. <laughs> They don't like <laughs> They just, I wish you could, just, I, I could see into the body. And uh, you mm-hmm. see these organs trying to find a space and they're pushing the other. Mm-hmm. It's like naughty children. I'm telling you, it's funny. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they, they have a way. They work, they're working with us. But we have to kind of help sometimes. We really do. We really do. We can't just immerse ourselves in things that are not good for us, and we know they're not good. That's no, that, that's right. something. If we don't know, we well, we will find out. But if we know and we still do it, oh, that's right. Wrong. That's really wrong. <laughs> yeah. Is there willfulness? <laughs> I don't know what no. it is. Well, I, this the whole thing, like all these aspects that you're talking about, the palm, I can absolutely understand why you were curious enough to study more and to learn. Yes, and uh-huh. one of the things that you have done is that you've actually written a book on palmistry. Uh, yes, is it I the have. art of uh, the art of reading? Is what is the, the, the language is? of the hands? The language yeah, of the hand. so, and I think it was like a third edition last time I, I checked on it. Yeah, You've had I'm, this I'm book out for many working, years. Yes, I'm revising it so that, because right now it's on sale as two books, the beginner level and the intermediate are combined. And then the, the next book is the advanced level. But I'm putting them all together and adding more material so it's just one book. I hope to have that done by September. No promises, but I hope to have it done. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be finished and uh, I'm, I'm delighted and sometimes I look at the book and say, I did that? Mm-hmm. When your mind is for something, you get involved and you're doing it and you just do it, and after you've done it, and you look at it and say, "Did I do that? Yeah, I did. I what? did." <laughs> Maybe it's just me. Well, what? But no, no, it's when it's divinely, you know, the divine adds that uh-huh. little boost of support that pushes us through yes. things, and we turn around like, "Wow, spirit, yeah. okay, hit, we really brought something out." <laughs> I'm telling you, really hit it on the head. I couldn't have said it any better than that. When you're divinely inspired to do that, mm-hmm. my father used to say that phrase, you will do it, and it'll work out fine mm-hmm. because it's divinely inspired. I like that, yes. And the thumb, yes. Uh, speaking about the thumb, the thumb says a lot of things. So um, if a person, even though I'm not reading any palms at this point because we're on the phone, but if 
a person, if anybody's listening, and just wiggle your thumb around and see how flexible it is. And if you yeah. do it on the, if you're right-handed, and if you do it on your left hand and wiggle it around, that's and it's very flexible. That says mm-hmm. people thought that you were naive when you were younger, like you needed to take advantage of people, take advantage of you. If it's flexible, but not really flexible, you get a slight feel of stiffness there. That means you don't pull any punches. You mm-hmm. don't let anybody take, an, taking, take advantage of you. You're okay. You can handle yourself very well. And then you should do the, the hand, uh, the thumb on your active hand. That would be your right hand, okay. unless you're left-handed, okay? And if mm-hmm. that's a little, usually it's a little stiffer. It's like you've learned through the years mm-hmm. how to better handle yourself so no one gets mm-hmm. the wrong impression. So that's a little more tougher or a little more tighter, mm-hmm. not quite as flexible. Now the thumb, if you bend the thumb down, just the top, the first joint from the mm-hmm. top, if that is a little stiff when you bend it, that means you're stubborn. If you can <laughs> bend it very, it's very flexible, ah, you're not really stubborn. But if it's a little stiff, that means you're stubborn. And then check the other finger, your left hand, and see if that's stiff. You'll find hmm. that may be more flexible. They're a little different. That means you've learned uh. your lesson. Maybe you've learned that you need to be a little hmm. A little more like, mm. you know, make up your mind when you want to make up your mind. A little stubborn about things. Take mm-hmm. your time. Because when you did it the other way, when it wasn't that way, you maybe got your feelings hurt or people got the wrong opinion or the wrong idea. Whatever it was, you decide to make a change. That's why mm. I like to call that active hand the hand of choice. You learn by doing mm. and. Your decision here is to have a little stubbornness in you. You get along better with mm. the, in society with a little stubbornness. Nothing wrong with that. We all have right. that one way or the other. Yeah. So that's the thumb. Are, Go ahead. Are you able to see traumas? Like say then a person might have been traumatized by something and it caused them to be less safe flexible in their choice, uh, you, are you able to kind of see Is the this story a of those? physical trauma? You're talking about mm-hmm. physical trauma or, well, or mental? Um, I don't know. Is there a difference in how well, they... Well, when I physical, be... could it have been uh, like a an, slight an injury to well, the yeah, thumb? a car accident or oh, to the yes. person's oh, yes. body, you know, like um, if there was something that was emotionally traumatic, let's say, for instance, like uh, say you were somewhat naive or um, and had a issue then at some point maybe where you were then burglarized or uh, like violently accosted or something that really caused you to shut down and how you operate the world maybe in an overabundance okay. of, yes. is the that answer, visible? The answer is yes. The answer mm-hmm. is yes. Now, the detail mm-hmm. of when this could happen and more details on what happened, that comes when you kick in your intuition because that's a part of okay. your readings. It's not just like mm-hmm. books and papers and studying. 
it's you go beyond that, and you compare okay. your left hand with your right hand, your blueprint hand, and it will show that you will run into a problem what age period and what kind of trauma it's going to will occur. And depending mm. on the line, it doesn't have to be on your lifeline. That means it's going to your vitality and all that's going to be affected. But maybe it's more mental. Maybe it's a little mental okay. breakdown. We'll see it on that middle line we call the headline. There's a symbol for mm. that that will show on that mm. line on your blueprint hand. I'm calling blueprint hand, but that's your mm-hmm. inactive mm-hmm. hand. Now, if it's something mm-hmm. to do with the heart, it could be physical or it could be just your heart is broken. That will show mm. on your line. Mm. And I do see a lot okay. of those heartbreak symbols on the heart mm. line, especially at the beginning mm-hmm. of the line. It's like you're sort of letting your shield down and you're allowing yourself to fall in mm-hmm. love and it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Maybe the person walked, walked away. Maybe it's a big disappointment. Well, that will show. It's like okay. sometimes you have two of these, or you could have three. You may have one that's really big. That means a big heartbreak you can expect in this mm-hmm. lifetime. And yes. it'll show the time period on that. And then we always we look at that, but we look beyond that and see if you're going to be okay. How long are you going to go through this stuff? And then that'll show. Mm-hmm. That's why I think of a lot mm-hmm. of these things as a lesson and experience you needed to go through it. So you're done with it. But it's not Mm -hmm. struggle and heartache and pain continuously. It's like the growth, what's going on. So, yes, Mm -hmm. it will show in the palms. For your intuition, it goes into more detail as to, well, what happened? What was the issue involved? But in the Mm -hmm. hand, we see that you're going to have an issue with the heart, Mm -hmm. And the way it's placed there will say whether it's a physical problem or an emotional problem. Usually these are emotional. Once in a while, physical. Or it could be mental. Maybe you were trying too hard. Maybe pressure was Mm. put on you. And when is this happening? It'll show the years. You're around 23 when this happens. Or you're around 18. Mm. Or in your 30s. And so on. And once that's done... It's almost like smooth sailing. There are no more issues Mm. because whatever lesson you had to learn or whatever experience you had to have, you had it. You passed. You got your diploma. You move on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. all of those answers are there. So there's so many things in the palm. What do you do? Answers all your questions. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What do you do? You when when you've encountered a person who has energy that is, let's say, very negative in terms of necessarily their character or behavior, have you encountered any like really ugly kind of energies that have challenged you and how to relay messages to the person? No, I have. Or okay, I okay. I just have. <laughs> Simply because I put my protections on and I have 
immersed myself in love, positive energy, and that's all I think. That's the essence of how I am. I clear my aura. I also check my chakras, all of those things. You have to do that because there's so much different energy out. So my energy will not allow that kind of energy to come in. If Mm -hmm. it happens to Mm -hmm. pass by, I will know it, and I know Yes. Sort of keep my distance. Keep so on. As far as mm-hmm. contact, they don't come in my energy field. It can't. Okay. It's just, it's just right. like something keeping them out. The protection that you put oh. on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. No, I I can but I know people that. have that, and especially if you're an empath, you will feel it. Mm-hmm. But the feeling is like a form of protection. You feel it, and you remove yourself from there. Because if you're feeling it, uh, empaths cannot be around that kind of energy long, right. maybe seconds, but they have to know because it's so strong. They really feel it. So I say if you're in a right. com- comfortable position, even if you're in a house, go outside or go mm. to another room mm. if you're feeling that. Mm-hmm. You don't need to stay there because you're going to be extremely uncomfortable. So you don't, you don't want mm-hmm. that. And keep surround yourself with white light and surround yourself mm-hmm. with positive energy. And don't be afraid to call the spirits. Call on the big boys. That's what I call them, the archangels. That's right. For protection. That's right. They're always there. They are always there. I have mm-hmm. to just deviate mm-hmm. a little bit and tell you this. I, was, I had a dream. Sometimes my dreams are vivid. I'm sorry. Vivid. Mm-hmm. And I dreamed I was walking somewhere, and this man came up to me, and I sensed danger immediately, and he was mm-hmm. coming toward me, and like he was going to hit me or something, and I just screamed, Michael, Michael, I was calling on Archangel Michael, mm-hmm. I just didn't have mm-hmm. time to say Archangel, I just said, Michael, Michael, and here comes this man, and says, lady, are you all right? And he looked at the mm. man. The man just moved away. I don't know what came out of his eyes. My mm. point is, they're always there. Mm-hmm. But don't yes. expect someone with angel wings to come. It could be anybody. They take all forms. Yes. But you get the help yes. whenever you call for it. And I, I was so happy, relieved. I felt good because I really felt good. That's positive energy coming in. That's from a dream. But reality, no, mm-hmm. I haven't. I have felt that kind of energy. I've or sensed mm-hmm. that kind of energy, but I was always in a safe spot. I didn't move, didn't have to move because my energy feels, is, I keep it protected. You always, especially doing yes. this work, you really have to keep a nice shield around you. Yeah. Have you felt so. that? Or you know somebody who has felt that way? Um. Well, um, I definitely, uh, you know, as I'm reading, I definitely, um, you know, shield and protect, and I definitely honor my intuition that says, no, do not engage this person, do not interact with their energy, and I absolutely, thankfully, was taught about archangelic uh, interventions with Archangel Uh Metatron, Archangel Michael, 
So I yes. deploy that all the time and keep the white bubble. So it is kind of like a repellent around. But you mentioned uh, at the very beginning about how you were an open channel. My experiences yes. have been with people who I have encountered. I have a very good friend who did not realize that he was an open channel, and he mm-hmm. was meditating quite frequently, and he, and he mm-hmm. was channeling various energies, and it terrified his wife. Um, and pretty much, um, you know, he went he into like a psychiatric type. Well, he would know he that he know was he opening was. to the energy. No, he was not really aware. Oh, oh, okay. He was struggling with what was happening and feeling, and it wasn't until, you know, he would speak voices and different energies, and some of them were actually quite nasty. And when I yeah, encountered him, um, the energy that came through, I immediately was like, okay, the angels are here at this point. And I realized that I was shown him in that circumstance in order to facilitate getting him to someone who who could teach him how to manage his channel. And I told him it's yeah. like screening your phone calls. You don't just pick up the phone for anybody who calls just because they're on your line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You look at the caller ID first, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one of the yeah. things that I know that you do is you teach psychic development and palmistry yes. and a variety of other metaphysical yeah. topics. So. Yeah. I, you know, I, I want to find out a little bit more about, because even in this conversation you've taught, so you've been very teaching in terms of the things that you're yeah. talking about, very instructive uh-huh. and very natural for you. I'm receiving all the little lessons that you're giving. But oh, uh, for people who um, yes. want to find out what else that you're doing and how to take a palm reading class with you or any of the other things that you're offering. Uh-huh. Well, uh, my website, I'm working on another website, but that's not ready now. But at present, it's Alpha Wisdom, A-L-P-H-A-W-I-S-D-O-M. Mm-hmm. That's beginning understanding or beginning knowledge. Dot yes. Net, that's all it is, alphawisdom.net. And, uh, mm-hmm. yes, I do teach psychic uh, development. And uh, <clears throat> I was thinking about this young man Sometimes we are so anxious to get going with this, but you need guidance. You don't need anybody to give you the gift. You already have that. But you're dealing Mm -hmm. with energies, all kinds of energies, the good Mm -hmm. energy, positive energies, and then we have the low part, the low part. Mm -hmm. These are the entities that look for a free ride. Mm -hmm. I call them tricksters. They trick you in thinking Mm -hmm. that this is positive. And you don't know because you haven't experienced it enough and you're not fully protected. So they latch on and they take over and you think you're getting good information and it's not good information. It's so important that before you get into that work, you must ground yourself and go into that protective bubble Mm -hmm. and you need to clear your chakras or have someone clear them for you and clear your aura because they like to, they're looking for free rides. They like to mm-hmm. latch on to your aura. So this is something like a daily cleaning, especially if you get into this work. And another thing I found, if you are beginning this, they're, it's like they come in droves. They don't really come yes. in droves, but they do come in to try to see if they can 
become a part of you, to get involved with mm-hmm. it. But you don't need them. When you know better, they don't bother you. And one other point, yes. you have power over them. They, when you know they're <laughs> yes. there, you can command them to leave. Use any words you want to use. You can get rid of mm-hmm. them. They don't need to be there. It's mm-hmm. when you feel helpless, like nothing you could do. Oh, they have a field day, but you mm, are the right. powerful one. So don't ever feel that you don't have control. But you always want to yes. have some kind of guidance when you get in into this because there's certain basic things you need to know to protect yourself. Absolutely. So I do have that. It meets uh, once a month. I uh, Normally mm-hmm. it's like five months, but I go with seven months because I have found, okay. I guess being a teacher all my life, I want you to understand it and be able to do it well and have the confidence. The confidence tend, generally comes later because just to start reading for someone, it's okay to say, but to actually do it, it takes practice. Mm-hmm. It really takes mm-hmm. practice. And I check with them. We have phone conversations regularly. Even now that the class is over, we, uh, when the class was going on, we met even beyond the times that we normally meet for the class because I want you to get this mm-hmm. and get it right and feel right. that you have it. That's the important thing, the confidence. So, yes, I'm doing it, and I haven't scheduled the next class. I just finished with one last mm-hmm. month. So I, uh, I take in consideration we've got holidays coming up, our people here doing the summer. But I will schedule mm-hmm. uh, the next one probably starting in May rather than April. And we meet okay. on weekends, Saturdays mm-hmm. or Sunday. I usually work with the students persons who are interested in take, taking the class. So nothing is the time or the date is not set in stone. I'm flexible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And for our listening audience, now these classes are not just for a person who wants to become a quote-unquote professional psychic. This no. is for people who want to look at what maybe they're experiencing in terms of like a sensitivity or a phenomenon. They're seeking yes. answers and ways yes. to kind of grow or under, gain understanding of that. Would you say that yes. more of yes. your students are not necessarily going the, the with the intent to be in spiritual service at first? When they, I have found that when they start off with the first class, they're excited. They want to learn as much to be in control. It's the feeling of being in charge. I know what I'm doing. It's that feeling. But by the time mm-hmm. they get to the second, I'd say even before the third month, they're mm-hmm. thinking differently. They want to help people, see what they can do to help people because they're starting mm-hmm. to see some results in some of the exercises that we're going to be doing that they're getting it right. So they're thinking beyond Mm -hmm. it. So the thinking may change. You may decide you just want to do this for yourself. It's okay. That's not important Mm -hmm. to get in the class. I just want someone who takes the class to be interested in getting the material down. Because it may be needed in the future because if our awareness is rising, and that simply means that the gifts that you're born with will also start to 
awaken more. All of that comes mm-hmm. together, and you need to know what to do. The lower energies will still be there. I guess mm-hmm. they're doing. They don't want to go through the light. They don't <laughs> right, because right. Uh, everything stares you in your face when you go through the light. All the bad things mm-hmm. that you did, and it's not mm-hmm. comfortable at all. And that means many mm-hmm. more lifetimes for you to come in and try to get things right. So that right. can happen. But, yeah, if a person is interested and if, if it's just for yourself, that's fine. That's fine. Right. It's your It's your choice. I also I found I'm that. Just, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I, I just, I'm a very big advocate of doing psychic development classes if it's within your ability to do so because mm-hmm. um, it really is so much information out there in the YouTube era that you can self-teach certain things, but um, there is something about being in a community of, of other learners and that does not have to be in person. Like I, I did one that was virtual through the Viva Institute, and I think, mm-hmm. uh, am I correct? You went to a psychic development school here in Atlanta at some point. Yes. Or oh, did you take well, some classes yeah. before? Okay. Oh, and now yes. you have I, your so classes, which are geared towards in person. But there's a, a there's an aspect of having other learners with which to practice what you're learning on yes, that yes. I found so helpful for me. You know, it is helpful. Um, it is helpful. Yeah, yeah. That's why with a class like this, it's good to have if people are coming uh, at least four or more. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think it's the best idea to have a real big class. I won't turn anybody right. away who comes, but mm-hmm. you have you will uh, sort of team up with one person that you feel a little connection with and you practice. And, of course, in class you change partners. You're not going to practice with the same person all the time. Mm-hmm. But there's mm-hmm. more class. You have the urge to, when you get home, you've done what you need to do, set a date to practice with someone phone conversation. Mm-hmm. I remember when I had taken, after the class was over, uh, two of us got together and we would read for each other on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Then we added a mm-hmm. third in. That person was interested. And we just connected and we read. Then mm-hmm. we added a fourth. And we were doing this mm-hmm. reading, we were learning, we were feeling more confident. And we decided to just get some people who might be interested in a reading. So we got the name, and we all did that energy reading through mm-hmm. the walls. And so we mm. came prepared to read for the person on the phone. And we did this okay. to a point where we said, I think we've had enough. We're ready. And mm-hmm. that's when we mm-hmm. started. That's how we did That really helped. But if a class mm-hmm. is smaller, I do the phone work myself with these students and Mm-hmm. First, we do a little, little review, and then you have to start reading. I want to hear what you're doing, and so on, and so mm-hmm. on. So I'm, I'm very hands-on. And your and palmistry class is, is your palmistry, palmistry? You were referring to the psychic development when you talked about, I was talking the, about psychic the one that just finished. Now, okay. the palmistry class, the next one I'm doing starts the 30th of um, okay. this, this month. The 30th. Okay. And they run every two weeks. 
I don't like a long stretch okay. because I want to make sure you're getting some practice in. Practicing causes things to sink in. You retain the information mm-hmm. on it, and you feel more comfortable, and you have to practice. You've got to notice everything. Mm-hmm. Even when people are on television, if you see their hands, take a look at their hands, see what you can see. Even if you mm-hmm. notice one thing, mm-hmm. make a note of that. That's getting you tuned in more toward the palms. And look at several palms, mm-hmm. and from experience, even with my students, nobody's going to stick their palms in the pocket. They will hand you their, give you their hand. They want a reading. And you do the best you can. Focus on the things you're comfortable with. And then just add, mm-hmm. gradually add more and more and more and more. And if you have a feeling about something, include mm-hmm. that in the reading. But use discretion. Right. You don't want to tell a person that, oh, I see where. You're going to have a bad accident, or you don't want to do something mm-hmm. like that because mm-hmm. there are ethics involved with any kind of psychic work. Yes. Palmistry also. Absolutely. And then you're a beginner. You really need to know what you're doing. So use good mm-hmm. taste when it comes to uh, doing readings, palm readings, right. or any kind of reading. Right. Yeah. yeah. Focus on the things it, you know because people will believe what you say. They believe what you say because yes. they have, if they put their palm out for you to read them, they have confidence in what you're going to tell them, and they're going to live by that. So that's very important. Yeah. You want to say what you see is right. You don't make up anything. Mm. If you don't see any more, mm-hmm. just don't say any more. That's the best way to go mm-hmm. at it. When you mentioned the ethics, right. too, which is so, so important, because if you're dealing with yes. an awareness, that people, you know, they may be revealing something about themselves, either through their energy field or your guide mm-hmm. may tell you this person is just such and such, you know, or you may look at that uh-huh. hand and see something, but it's not always um, the time or place or appropriate for you to share the spiritual knowledge that your guys are communicating with you for your mm-hmm. awareness versus mm-hmm. communicated with you for the other person's awareness. And, yeah, I, you know, absolutely. I see these TV shows where people come up and cold read, you know, and things like that. And it's like, well, hold on a second. You know, uh, yeah, my guys yeah, have yeah. yet to ever tell me to approach somebody in the grocery no. store and say, I need to see your palm no. because it looks like you're going to die, you know. <laughs> no, you, 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 don't, you don't do that. Uh, it's because uh, you don't know whether the person believes in any of that. You don't know what state of mind that person is in. You don't know the person. So, no. It's, mm-hmm. You do that if you have a one-on-one meeting with that person. If you get mm-hmm. in a conversation with a stranger and you want to tell them something, don't do it. Just have your card mm-hmm. there saying, start a conversation, and then bring that mm-hmm. in when you find a moment, a good moment to do it, and maybe give them mm-hmm. a card. Uh, you can't do that because you don't know if the person is even interested in anything you're saying. Right. Sometimes it might be mm-hmm. insulted. So why take right. a chance? It's not a good idea to do that. That's when we get into ethical mm-hmm. problems. You know, you know, if it's something personal, especially if it's about someone who's passed over, you want to do that in a comfortable situation, an intimate situation, just you and the person, maybe in your living room right. or in your office. Somewhere private, and then you could tell the right. person open to hear it. 
the fact that you're meeting with them, but not just off the street. No, no. That's right. <laughs> I know it's some people ever. do it, but I, I'm, I'm kind of old school on this. Let's, if you're going to do it, right. do it right. Yeah, and that's not the right way, in my opinion. Well, and to me, it's very much like the confession uh, in the Catholic tradition is that if you're connecting with someone for a spiritual purpose of communicating divine guidance mm-hmm. to them, mm-hmm. that is the most intimate of, to me, it's more intimate than sex or anything because the angelic mm-hmm. realm and the higher realms have entrusted you to be a clear uh, deliverer, channel of this message to a person for their help, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, being um, uh, taking care with that relationship, uh-huh. uh, it is uh-huh. actually, it, you know, it's a service mantle that you are carrying from your divine gifts, and and there are yeah. people who don't take that as as strongly as others, and you can certainly mm-hmm. sense that as you start to interact with people. So. I I know that you uh, in just in approaching you from the first reading to the last readings that I've had with you, and everyone who has encountered you has been mm-hmm. it is very straightforward. But it was absolutely so helpful the guidance that came from that reading, very actionable. That when the things started mm-hmm. occurring subsequent to the reading, they were like, "Oh my gosh!" I mean, this is more than one person and myself, including. So you know, yes. I have to say thank you as a receiver. Of of your gift uh, for sharing that with us. And you also still provide private palm readings and Reiki oh, yes. and other services. Yes. You don't just teach. Yes. So how can and people, uh, they can go to alphawisdom.net, but do you have yes. like a yes. phone or email as well? Yes, my phone is there. I can give my number now. It's 770 yes. 826 that's seven seven zero eight two six three five two seven. And if okay. I'm if I don't answer, I'm maybe with a client. Please leave a message, and I will respond back to you the same day. Okay. I do Reiki at the office. I'm located in Hiram. That's off of Highway mm-hmm. two seventy eight. It changes names. It's Jimmy Smith mm-hmm. Parkway. It's 278 all the way, and then it's Windy Bagwell Parkway. So mm. I'm, when it's okay. windy, I'm in that area. Uh, I can give mm-hmm. the address if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. It's 5604 Windy Bagwell Parkway. It's Suite 222. Hi, oh, I love it. <laughs> I have to check Uh the vibration of that 222 and see what it is. And the zip code is 30141. That's 5604 Windy Bagwell. 222, sweet. Yeah. So I'm enjoying it. I've only been there since May. But uh, it's a very nice area. Right off the highway. You were saying? And people who are not in the Atlanta metro area, you also are able to provide your services at a distance, including uh, oh, Reiki, yes. correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. I, send, so, I can send Reiki 
energy, yes, because mm-hmm. I'm a Reiki master, Holy Fire Corona Reiki master. That's the highest level. Yeah. And yeah. I also do phone readings. That's intuitive readings. Uh, I'm a medical intuitive, seeing in the body. I'm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like it reminds myself of that tree. As that tree grows and you you mm-hmm. really devote yourself to this, you'll find you've got another little gift you didn't know you have. So you'd mm-hmm. be doing something else. So I have expanded, of course, palm reading. I teach classes in it. I read palms, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, what else do I do? Ooh, I think that I'm an author. I and say, I'm still do you music. play piano anymore? Okay, you're still no, a I Okay, sold, good. I sold my house in 2015, and I had a grand piano. I sold that because everything oh. had to go. And I'm going to be mm-hmm. moving sometime this year. I don't have a date yet. And then whenever I move, I'm going to get the piano because I've got some ideas for things I want to do. As far as concerts, I'm not doing that anymore. I even taught piano music. I haven't closed the door on that. But um, writing music or desk camps over mm-hmm, him mm-hmm. in the church. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. I can come up with ideas very quickly. And I've written some original things. So we will see. And besides that, I'm working on two more books. You know, once you okay. start this, energy just flows and you just don't want to stop. You get an idea to do this and then you want to do something else and so on and so on. But that's me. That's where I am and I'm enjoying it. I would say, isn't it fun, though? I mean, I am having the biggest blast riding it along with spirit. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what am I going to learn next and what adventure? (laughs) It is. In fact, I did learn something else, and I'm offering a class in that. There are two counseling offices on the same floor, and one is, uh, she's very good. We work together. The name of her business is Second Chance or More Counseling Services. And some okay. some of her clients I meet with. But anyway, the, there's so much love missing in the world that I have mm-hmm. in, been inspired to teach a course in loving yourself, how to love yourself. And it's oh. uh, seven days. It goes into the depth of why you don't love yourself. And by the end, mm. you love yourself some more. You have to be willing to Look at yourself or look in a mirror and say, I like you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Call name and say, I really love you. And mean it. Not say it because yeah, you're doing a practice. It's an exercise. Right. But it gets better mm-hmm. and better. I think that's so well needed. So I've been inspired to do that. So I'm going to be teaching a class on that. That's wonderful. We are definitely yeah. raising the frequency of love vibration on this yes. planet every so, day. So important. So important. Yes, that's for sure. And uh, even some well, of the readings that I'm doing, everybody is, seems to be leaning in that direction, focusing more on yes. loving yourself. Uh, just yes. love. Love. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. Important. I really enjoyed our conversation this evening, and I do have a rain check to play some duets with you on a grand piano at some point in time because I'm a classical pianist myself. I haven't forgot about that now. (laughs) I'm not a pipe organist. Uh, You know how it goes. I don't have a 
I play for myself, and I don't do full-time church work anymore. That burnt me out. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I I I didn't understand I I was... Yeah, I didn't understand about all the dynamics that I was moving with my psychic gifts as part of that, uh, playing church uh-huh. music. So that's why I was very interested mm-hmm. in that part of your story. But, you know, the music never oh. leaves you. No. Yeah. It's never, <laughs> you know? yeah, it may take a back seat, but it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's what I have right. found. It just, just manages <laughs> to stick around. I, I think that's wonderful. I have really enjoyed this. And, uh I could just talk and talk and talk, you know, because it's a wonderful <laughs> subject. And uh, I'm so thankful, I'm grateful that more people are becoming interested in this because it's a part of us. It's who we really are. Absolutely. And I think that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was gonna, I'm going to be sharing on the Vibrarian page about your uh, your website and ways that people can contact you going forward. And uh, this episode of tonight's show will be on the Vibrary YouTube channel for people to encounter it when they are led to it and in the right time. And I think that there will be something in our conversation that will reach that person who is also beginning to encounter their own spiritual gifts or has never understood why they can't stop looking at people's hands and fingers, you know. And so I thank you for being able to share your story with us this week. Did you have any kind of uh, final words of wisdom for everyone before we go off uh, the show this evening? Well, just be happy and be passionate about what you're doing. And don't take things personal. Don't take things too personal. Mm. Uh, we're, this is, has been said, this is the world of karma. And one comma seems awful. How could God let this happen? And there's another comma. Commas are happening on top of each other. So you just stay mm-hmm. on your path and just enjoy the path and don't let things get to you. I receive that. <laughs> Thank you so okay. much. Uh, this Thank has you. been the psychic I'm... and yeah. <laughs> this no, has been the psychic inside say... show. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm just so grateful for this opportunity, and I want to thank you. It was my pleasure to be here. Oh, well, you have been a blessing to me, not only on this show, but in my personal life. And I've been uh, telling you for over a year and a half that I wanted to have you scheduled for the show, and I'm glad that it happened in the right time. And is I know that it was divinely ordered. So I'm I'm very grateful to be in this place to be able to meet people like with you and share your stories with everyone. And uh, we'll be back next Tuesday for another episode of the Psychic Inside Show. My guest is Dr. Tracy Johnson, and she is a metaphysician. She is also very much about love and the one heart of the world. And I cannot mm-hmm. wait to kind of have her coming in behind this interview because it seems like variations on a theme right now. So <laughs> I do ask you to join me back next Tuesday for another episode of the Psychic Inside Show. In the meantime, check me out on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and all of the wonderful high high vibrational people that are bringing their gifts forward that I am trying to help support that. I feel so blessed to be here this evening. And for each of you who have been listening, 
Thank you so much for tuning in this evening and taking the time to share the experiences of my guest. And for each of you, I wish for you absolutely all of the blessings that you could hold and that they spill out over your arms and onto the world around you. The light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste.